right, guys. Welcome to the Calgary Bros Football Podcast. It's Uncle CB here. I've got Victor Speck on the other side. He's on his phone texting somebody, <laughs> looking at IG posts and liking pictures of... No, nah, I'm pulling up the Premier League... Stop, um, stop lying, stop lying. Stats, you were looking man. at a girl's picture. No, uh, I wasn't. Also as well, uh, we also have got a special guest today. Uh, for the first time ever, we're going to be covering the La Liga. Woo! Wow, wow, wee, wow. And uh, <laughs> turn. Uh, the tables have turned, eh? We need, <laughs> we need that extra coverage just because we're only getting a couple of people listening on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll start off. Ajit, man, introduce yourself, man. You tell us a little bit about you. And uh, what's your favorite team? Hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening, not only to me, but uh, to the Calgary Bros football. Um, my name is Ajit. Uh, I've been a Barca fan back in the day since uh, D. Ronaldo, Mr. R9, was there. So I've got a lot of history behind that. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit more. I'm anti-Real, so if we have a big fan of uh, Real fans out there, please keep all your comments to yourself because uh, I won't be listening to them. Um <laughs> Other than that, I like it simple. You know, I like to follow the game, like the technical aspects and, you know, I like to discuss the good and the bad on each player and how they're doing in the week and whatnot. So uh, I would love to share my ideas with you guys whenever I get a chance. Awesome, man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Um, so we'll start over with the games this weekend. Um, so we've got Victor Speck over here. Um, your Chelsea side took care of business over in the weekend, beating mm-hmm. Leeds uh, 3-1. Yep. Um, how was the game, man? Man. <laughs> Man, it was just like the game started like you th- you thought Leeds were gonna do something. You know what I mean? Leeds were did something with the with the first three, four minutes mm-hmm. where they pretty much like came through and scored our our former old boy, Patrick Bamford, had to just stick it in the net. And what a good goal. He actually sat down. Mandy, he sat Mandy down when he took the ball to the left and uh, just slotted it in. Um, not much the defenders could have done. Like, honestly, in that situation, it was just like a quick through ball from, I think, who, who sent the ball? Was it Garrison? I don't know. Some Somebody, somebody some, on the someone, left, someone sent it and yeah. it was just like such a clean ball. Yeah. And- yeah, very great pass it was to kind of open that up for him. And then, like you said, Bamford just did it right and easy, right back uh, <laughs> past Mandy and then into the net. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and then um, then Chelsea now it was like, but it's like you just you just got that feeling where it was like we were not panicking, you know what I mean? Like no, yeah, um, um, over the over the course of like last season, when Chelsea would be down one goal, we're like, oh boy, we're gonna lose this, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? But now it's like once 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 they score, we're like, no, we're coming back, mm-hmm. we're coming back. Everybody in the group chat was like, yo, we're coming back. Uh, um, Obasi was like, "We're gonna win three <laughs> one." I know, yeah. and I was just like, I was just, I, I, I knew it. I knew we we're gonna come back. If it wasn't three one, it was gonna be two one that we we're gonna win by, right? Mm-hmm. And um, then um, all of a sudden, Ziyech creates this beautiful ball down to Reese James. Reese James sends it in, and Goliver Giroud, man, <laughs> Goliver Giroud, bro, just setting the tone and just equalizing that ball and. And then it's like it's 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 so good to constantly see him keep scoring because now he's gonna keep putting himself in Lampard's mind like yo 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 I'm gonna be here I'm gonna be here like I know you want to play Tammy I know you want to play Tammy but I'm here you know what I mean and then so um 
which is so good. And then um, actually earlier, earlier in that game, remember I said this, I was like, I'm still not convinced with Timo Werner, bro. And that was just such a bad miss, bro. Oh my God. Like the ball Mm. is like, all you needed to do, if if you couldn't put your leg to it, just take your body and just put it there. Let the ball just hit your body going to the net regardless yeah but he cleared it off the line yeah i know and the ball was going in he yeah. cleared it off the line so it was like it was like what are you doing man but one thing i like timo like as much as I'm, I'm like timo sometimes can't um can't finish like the easiest chances but he can finish hard chances which is weird it's kind of like morata coming back yeah but uh him Missing that chance, he just kept working, and I, I and that's why I like. Like he never put his head down. Mm-hmm. Like obviously he's disappointed that he missed it, but then he just kept working and working and working and working. And like you can see with the movement, like Timo doesn't stop moving, bro. Yeah. Like and that that was just beautiful because he just kept creating chances. Giroud as well was also moving when he would draw back, he'll pull a defender and then they'll send the ball over because now that place is isolated and the space is there, yeah. right? But we just couldn't capitalize on it. Timo, Timo had like four chances, but he couldn't score. And then, um, what was it? Mr. Mr. Zuma. Mason Mount was just astounding. Now I'm starting to see what the hell Paul is saying when he's saying uh, Mason Mount <laughs> is the best like midfielder in the league right now. Not Which really. is, I mean, like, I still, I, I, I'm still supporting that is Bruno. Like Bruno is still the is still the best mid in the in the Prem right now because of his productivity and his create and he has the final product. Yeah. Mason Mount doesn't have it yet, but the thing is, like, Mason is just. He's like a spine in this team right now. Yeah, a huge spine, and, and I, yeah, and he and and Paul Paul made a really good a, a really good uh, uh, statement in the group chat because he was like, I like players who are not scared to get down and dirty. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's what Mason will give you. Yeah. Mason will go there. He will be aggressive. He'll press. He'll do the ugly work. He'll go. He'll put the tackles in, regardless. Stop the ball from being crossed. Like just little things like that, right? Yeah. Okay. And um. And that's why I kind of understand where he's trying to say, yeah. but I'm still like, it's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna need some time to become that player, but he has the potential to do it. Okay. Right. He has the potential to do it. Yeah. But uh, it's still pretty early days. I mean, like, it's, it's like, uh, I know, I know this, I was gonna say, I know it is early days, but I just wanna bring in Ajit here for a quick minute because it looks like Ajit, you know, obviously watches this game. Ajit, what do you think about Lampard? And um, what do you think about his chances? You know, we, we, I mean, you know, hearing Victor talk about the uh, phenomenal team he has at his disposal, the work ethic that he's instilled in guys like Mount and Timo Warner to keep on going and keep on working. I mean, they already have that's part of their DNA. But what do you think about Lampard in general? I, you know what? I think he's doing a great job with the side. He's uh, believing in the youth, which is good. You know, he uh, usually uh, these managers they'll go with the more experienced and the people who've been there. But he, he's seeing these young talents grow up, and he's seeing what they can do on and off the pitch. So putting that trust in them and seeing them actually, you know, come by that is is you know kind of explaining more about what Lampard is becoming now than what he used to be. And mm-hmm. for me, I, I, I don't understand why Giroud is not starting as more games as he should. He's netting the ball and you need goals to win games. And mm-hmm. he, he's been showing that, you know, he might just be a little bit older than your Abraham up front and your team of Werner. But uh, at the end of the day, I think Giroud plays his role one of the best. He's very mm-hmm. simple, very direct. And he, you know, he gets to the spot he needs to. And he becomes that player to gain space for the other guys running off the ball towards him. 
So for Lampard to kind of leave him out is kind of is sketchy for me. But uh, other than that, I think he's doing a really good job by believing in his players and the youth on his side. Mm-hmm. No, that no, that makes sense. Awesome, awesome. I, what do you think? Do you think that um, Chelsea, like, what is Chelsea's chances of being uh, finishing with the title this season? What do you think about that? The title is uh, is a long way, I think, for anybody. Uh, for Tottenham, it's looking good, but like we've seen teams that have lost points at the top and you know choked during the last moments where they shouldn't have. So uh, mm-hmm. right now, any team look like they could get up there at least the top four. But uh, in my honest opinion, uh, if Chelsea's going to do it, this would be the squad they would do it with. Mm-hmm. Wow, awesome! I think I think I think you guys are all right about that. I mentioned something. I was kind of joking when I sent the message on our group chat or one of the other group chats I'm on. Um, and I mentioned like, you know, title, title challenges this year, Chelsea really looks like it. But I think this is kind of the classic, you see this with Chelsea. They go through the, uh, the mill of managers all the time, but they, mm-hmm. the last, in the last decade, they are still the top uh, team when it comes to um, uh, uh, titles. Mm-hmm. They've won more titles than any other person um, in the it both combined with the league and the um, uh, other cups that's available. So Chelsea's che- Chelsea's chances look very high this mm-hmm. season. But if it's not this season, I feel that next season we will see the real you know force uh, to be reckoned with, with Chelsea. Because mm-hmm. right. yeah, also yeah, sorry to cut you guys off there, but uh, also I just wanted to get in. Um, I feel like the Chelsea this side is starting to look a lot more consistent than previous mm-hmm. Chelsea sides. Like yeah, mm-hmm. now they're you know they're winning games, they're putting in the minutes they should. You know they're seeing out the wins. They're not giving up too many cheap points, stuff like that. So I feel like mm-hmm. they're more consistent after they're seeing a lot of positive changes maybe within the players on the pitch. So I hope that yeah. is going good for them and we'll see where they go at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And another, another thing too, in that, in the Leeds game, nobody has been able to outrun Leeds. True. Chelsea did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, Chelsea did it. Yeah. I ran, I ran Leeds in this game. So not only does it show that, yeah, we're, we're doing all of this, but, it shows a team that is working so hard. You know what I mean? Like if you're able to outrun a team like Leeds, bro, that's like you, that shows your work rate. You know what I mean? And um, let's go, let's start, let's go over to the, to the second goal where Mason mounts his beautiful assist Zuma. But another thing that was integral was there was Giroud. Giroud was blocking the run. He was blocking the run of Zuma, blocking people, the the, the defenders from getting to Zuma. Mm. And Zuma had a clear space to go in. Drew is a master, man. Like the way the way he he does things is like, I think Tammy should very well be taking these lessons that Giroud is pretty much putting up for him in order for him to grow. Because eventually when Giroud leaves, Tammy's gonna have to be that guy. Mm. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. I agree 100%. Like, like you said, with Giroud, he's just, he, he's simple, you know, I and mean, he, he yeah. won't do too little, he won't do too much, but he does just enough to let you know, hey, this is your opportunity or this is your chance or exactly. let me boom, let me get one back on the board, you know. So for me, yeah. I think Giroud should be should be playing games. Maybe it could be his match fickness throughout the whole season, but I don't know. Yeah. We, we won't know yet until until his next test. So yeah. And it's crazy too, because in the, in the match, uh, in the Leeds match, it was like, I, I even thought that we didn't you didn't need to play Giroud in this match because of 
of Giroud's fitness, just like what we just talked about. But the thing is, like, Giroud was moving. He was moving. He was keeping up with the pace of Leeds. So that's 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 only just showing that this guy is taking care of his body very well and he's training very well and his match fitness just keeps going up. So now is the time, bro. Like last year, Giroud saved us. I'm not even going to lie. Giroud was the yeah. reason we went to top four, right? If it wasn't for Giroud, we would have been out. Mm. But that's the beauty of it because Tammy can come in. Tammy can come in in the first, in the first half of the season steady the ship, score the goals, right? But in the mm-hmm. next half of the season, when the goals dry up, you need somebody else to pick it up, yeah. right? And that's, that's, true, that's, that's perfectly what Giroud is there to do, right? Yeah. And then um, the third goal, you know, I can't forget my boy, <laughs> Christian Pulisic. <laughs> I'm so happy to see him score again. Honestly, that was a game that he was knocking on the door all day. Yeah. He, would yeah. kept, he would dribble, he would dribble, shoot. Dribble, but the, but the shots were all getting blocked because because Leeds knew what he was trying to do, and if he connected with one of those shots, I believe it would. At well, least... we all we all know what Pulisic is about. This yeah. is not this is not a surprise. Yeah, this I is, know. This is but the only thing is now I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna start saying this is his capability of staying fit. fit. Yeah, because yes, he's yeah. gonna be looking. He's looking great. Um. But um, tomorrow, like, he's like, oh, he's pulled his hammy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's hurt his knee. Yeah. He's done something. But, man, we hope that doesn't happen because there's two people who are injured. Yeah. Ziyech exactly. got injured. Yeah. Hudson Adoy got injured yesterday in training. Uh-oh. So now, and you know what is crazy? It's both hammy issues. Oh. Both of it is hamstrings. Yeah. And now you're looking at a month or two out, right? Well, you can be out, I think, for Hammy four weeks. Yeah. But depending on, on the tail of the grade, on the right? yeah, on yeah, how bad it is, right? Yeah. So, well, um, it's also, also when you get a Hammy injury and you think you're good, you know, it's always that little tweaking that that's it, it puts you out of the yeah. game as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And like yeah. half these, and half these players, they, you know, no pro wants to be like, oh, I'll get a Hammy injury and then, you know, take that hit by taking a substitute because they all believe they can change the game. But they also mm-hmm. don't want to be, you know, uh, full of themselves on their ego and saying, okay, just because I'm hurt, I'll stay in the game rather than get somebody yeah. fresh on. That could make an impact. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So now that puts us down to um, two wingers, actually. Yeah. Now, now it's just Pulisic and and. Timo Werner. Well, you can you can play Kai there, so you guys. Yeah, have, we can play Kai there. I, I, Kai, I don't think comes, Kai prefers that position. When it comes to injuries with Chelsea, I think you guys are one of the better teams positioned for that mm-hmm. because you have coverage, a lot of players. Yeah. So. Yeah, a lot more depth. I feel that can play in those positions, unlike yeah. other teams. I'm sure. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, this um, the goal from Pulisic was obviously assisted by Timo. Yeah. So finally, he he got his he got his he got own. His, he got his uh he got the output the yeah, work the output been he's been putting in. Yeah. And it's good to see that it came with a result, right? Yeah. And uh yeah now I, I said we we've arrived and we arrived first at that table at that moment, the Tottenham the next day. Yeah. <laughs> but you know it is it is what, what it is. is, right? All right. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna jump over to the next segment. We're gonna be talking about Manchester United. Um. Yeah, man. And... So how 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 did you feel about that game? Because honestly. I saw you guys down 1-0, and I knew you guys were coming back. So, I, I mean, we can talk about this game, um, and there's a lot to talk about in the game, and I, and I will cover a little bit about the game, but mm-hmm. then I'll also jump into another thing that's irritating us right now. But 
not really irritating me, but irritating most of the fan base, which is Paul Pogba again and his stupid agent, Mino Raiola. And I guess but, cousin trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, to start off with, uh, in terms of the game, going down one nothing is becoming a trend right now with the United team, right? We're going down a goal that we should not be going down to um, at the start of the match. The match looked bad. Like if if Miguel, I think if Miguel Antonio, Mikhail Antonio was there in the game with West Ham, mm-hmm. I think they would have scored more goals than um, uh, they scored in that first half because yeah. they were all over our team. Yeah. We, we could not get any organization set up. We couldn't get anything uh, uh, looking proper. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they scored. But, but, but the thing in that game was when I was an, when I was analyzing it and looking at it, I was like, all these chances that West Ham's missing, they're gonna get punished. Absolutely, that like, is, is just the is this is the psyche of football. How many times have we played matches where our teams are not scoring goals, yeah. and the next minute the other team just runs against the play and then they score a goal, mm-hmm. right? So um, they were missing chances. That's mm-hmm. for sure. And that's why I said a much more clinical striker would have made a big difference. Like Haller was through, uh, was through on goal yeah. and he slipped, you know? So Yeah, that was so, that was, so, he, yeah. I'm pretty sure he went to the dressing room and cried. Yeah, he slipped. I mean, he looked offside anyway, but he slipped. It's yeah. like, bro, you've just broken through the defensive line um, and then you're falling on the ground, right? So he sat everybody down. Yeah, he did. He did. Including Dean Anderson. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did everything right. He just got there and just slipped. So, um, there's a lot of things. Like, if you look at the game, and I know there's a lot of United fans who are super happy, and rightfully so. We should be happy when we win. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to also understand that that game could have gone out of hand mm-hmm. in the first half that easy. And this if, is if, might, if a team could finish it before yeah, 0 If you're playing against uh, the Chelsea and you're giving them those opportunities, or Tottenham, <laughs> I see what they did to us with a 6 1. Um, you're looking at a game, you're looking at, you're looking at United. Uh, looking like actually quite a crappy team. Mm-hmm. Um, Crystal Palace, for example, earlier this season, those were the, kind of the same chances they were getting yeah. and they took them, mm-hmm. you know? So with United, it's becoming a thing now we're considering, we're conceding early in the, for, uh, uh, in the game and then we're making a comeback later. And I keep saying it, where are we going to be without Bruno Fernandes? This guy came in, when he came in the second half, mm-hmm. then the game changed. You know, uh, you can't rest him anymore. You rest him for two seconds. It's a bad thing. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's what Gary Neville was, you know, implying. He's saying, you know, United can't play without Bruno Fernandes. And whether he's right or wrong is a different, is a different thing entirely. Mm. Uh, I feel like when he's come to your team, he's he's given you an element you guys missed for a very Mm. long time. You know, Cristiano's Mm -hmm. there, not to just score goals, but just to operate everywhere and get things going. Yeah. And for him to be in your guys' squad, he does. He's doing so much, and he's done so much. So, yeah. for me, if Bruno, if anything happens to him, United might be looking, you know, straight down off an edge of a cliff again. You know, so uh-huh. you're right. You're and, right, and I and I think as well that uh, that Bru- what you said, what Gary Neville said, is right on the dot. You can't play without Bruno. Yeah, and and um, like he just he makes things happen. Yeah. Even when even when he has a bad game, he's still putting mm-hmm. up a save. Yeah. He has um, what is it like um? He, how many games has he played? He's played like forty something games now, and in those forty something games, he has had I think it was like forty one or forty two goal involvement. Mm-hmm. That's like a game, a goal every game. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? you look. He's looking like the Kevin De Bruyne at uh, Manchester United. You know, he's making things happen. But also, I see him bringing the players, the best out of the players around him. You're seeing them to start playing a lot better than they do when they're not by his side. You know, so. Yeah. 
No, you're you're abs- you're absolutely right. Um, but the problem is, you're looking at a season where there's games back to back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Every right. every week we're playing two games, right? You cannot if you if you rely on one player that much, uh, you'd be rest assured that player is starting to put on lots of minutes and he's starting to get into the red zone. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. they get into the red zone, that's injuries now. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. He's only human. At the end of the day, we we we, right. we keep spamming the Bruno um, move, and uh, mm-hmm. at, at some point, um, he will eventually uh, uh, get tired, or he just may not be. Um, uh, how do I put it? He just uh, he may not be it. as fresh. He might not be as fresh. Yeah, yeah. he starts to yeah. wing throughout the season, burnt out. Mm-hmm. So you need you need other players to do the job, but. Yeah, either way, we took our goals well, and I'm not going to go too much into detail, but the first thing goal from Pogba was nice. Yeah. Only for that guy to come back again and his stupid agents coming out to say that, uh, you know, Pogba and United are done. <laughs> right before a crucial game against Leipzig, uh, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my phone today and it's all Pogba, it's Pogba, that mm-hmm. is like, oh my gosh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Um we are tired. Yeah, we want to. We we're tired of this, and part of it I don't blame Pogba for. Um, I mostly ba- blame um, Manchester United, the the board, because we should have gotten rid of Pogba when he asked to leave. Like Pogba should right. not be a conversation we're having right now. Mm-hmm. It should be a conversation like, "Hey, I'm done. I'm deciding to leave, and okay, mm-hmm. let's sell him then." Right? Other clubs have wanted him. Sell the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it's uh, it's become it's become uh, it's become it's such a joke now. It's such a a massive uh, uh, we're a caricature of ourselves. Um, and uh, in my opinion, we we deserve all the crap that is coming with this stupid um, agent mm-hmm. because we didn't get rid of a player when he said, "Hey, I, I gotta go." Yeah, we're thinking yeah, like, a- and that's. Right. And then, like you said, like if the player knows he wants to go, he's he's not just saying that he, you know, if he's doing poor in games for you guys and this is showing around everywhere and, you know, and it's showing that his lack of consistency at United. And if he sees that he needs a new new scenery, you know, he needs to go, he needs to find his way again like he was at Juventus, you know, because that's what type of player United thought they were coming and bringing in at the time. That Juve yeah. player that's going to be smashing goals, breaking tackles, you know, controlling the midfield, making it like it's seamlessly easy. But when he did show up at United, he, you know, he played well. He, he's had amazing games, but he's yeah. also has fallen terribly. And like, no one's going to see how good you get, how far you get. They just see how terribly you do, right? So exactly, exactly. And consistency is a big thing in this sport. You know, you can you can have all the talent in the world, but if you're not a consistent athlete, mm-hmm. and yeah. there's a there's a bunch of there's a bunch of reasons that we can say why Pogba has not been consistent, but. Bottom line, it finally comes down to one simple thing. Mm-hmm. Is the player willing to put in the work to show everybody this is what I'm worth? The the guy's quality is there, like hands down. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and tell you Pogba is not. No, no, no. Every yeah. team would take Pogba right now, poor or in form. Yeah. Because like I said, he can, he, he's a game-changing player. Look at the size yeah. of him. He's a beast. Yeah. He can hit the ball. He can cross the ball. He can win tackles. He can DQL. He can score bangers. He can even score headers. So for him yeah. not to find his way right now is just – it's in his own mind. So until he can brush that up, he's the world is not really going to see the true Paul Pogba, you know? Exactly. It's crazy. This season, too, I thought, like, I thought we were going to see him. 
But you know what I'm saying? Because like now you have because mm. last season it was just a half season with him and Bruna, right? But this season now you have both of them together. Mm-hmm. Starting off fresh. I thought this was gonna be the season that Pogba and Bruno were gonna run menace well, on. Part teams. of the reason though, like on in his defense, he's got he got COVID. Okay. Okay. And also he he didn't really have a preseason. Mm-hmm. We didn't no, none of our clubs had really a yeah. preseason, right? Exactly. So and they've been playing all the way through to uh Europa semifinal. Yeah. Like these guys are kind of they were kind of exhausted. They needed a break, mm-hmm. but also needed to come back and train and catch themselves up to speed. But in but in but in France he showed no fucking weakness whatsoever. He, he, no no but in France there were there were a couple of games where he played absolutely horrible. I can't remember the one the the team was it Finland Iceland some some team they played one against one of these teams and he absolutely played horrible. Mm-hmm. Bob just looked horrible. Yeah. Um but then there's some other games where he just looked great. Mm-hmm. This is the problem with Pogba, right? Inconsistency. Inconsistency. But mm-hmm. part of that issue this season is the COVID thing played a key part. So we can't take that away. Yeah. But a part of it has to be the player. Like, if you watch that first half of the game, mm-hmm. the guy didn't look like he gave a shit. He didn't look like he actually wanted to run. Yeah. You know how when we play, right? Mm-hmm. The ball's on the pitch. Bro, like, I'm heavy, man. I'm heavy on my gut. But mm-hmm. I'm fucking busting my ass. Yeah. I, you know, I'm running nonstop, mm-hmm. pushing, pushing, pushing the limits of my body. Yeah just to be able to do something for my team because the last thing I want is to let my teammates down, let you guys down yeah. when we're playing, mm-hmm. right? And right. yes, I'm exhausted. Yes, I'm tired. But at least I put the work in. At least I try. At mm-hmm. least yeah. I look like I give a shit, mm-hmm. right? But that's mm-hmm. part of the problem with him. He doesn't look it. Like it yeah. You know? He, does, he doesn't want to play for that, uh, you know, that inner Manchester United he felt when he got there. He, I feel like that yeah. flame has run out for him, not because he doesn't want to be a professional athlete or not that he doesn't want to play for United. I just feel like maybe he's not happy. And when you're not happy somewhere, you're, you know, you're, you're not giving your 150. You're not giving everything you got. Like you said, if you're tired during a run, you know, you don't want to let your teammates down. You're going to put in that extra overtime, not only yeah. to show everybody else, but to show yourself that, you know, you want to be here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, that is true. That is true, my man. All right. Well, we're going to cover that with that that piece is done. Um, The other piece that we want to just quickly touch base on Tottenham. Tottenham won um, 2-0 against Arsenal. You guys see that sun goal? My God. Oh, yeah. The Berliner did not expect that. (laughs) And it was crazy. For For me, Sun has been the most improved player in the last three seasons. Honestly, like he's consistent. He's very good, but like the way he's just yeah. sparking and playing well under Mourinho, and the way Mourinho has everybody playing so in sync and you know yeah. so simple and wanting to win, like they are actually believe that they're gonna get that trophy this season. That's what's yeah. running through their veins, and that's why they're playing so great. And and Son is looking like the old school Ronaldinho out there. The way he has the ball at his feet at times and the runs he makes. So mm-hmm. for me, I, I feel like Son he should be totally credited for all the Tottenham success right now. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I've always loved Son. I think yeah. he's all, a generational player. I, I, he's, he became a generation. I don't even think he is. Mm-hmm. I just think he he became that. he became that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. when you talk about improvement, you're right. I think Son always had that in him. Mm-hmm. I just think that um, with Poch, Poch unlocked a certain piece of of, uh, of, of that. Yeah. And then Mourinho now is taking that into overdrive yeah. because Mourinho is like, okay, you know what, guys? We're going to sit back. We're going to counterattack. You're going to have all the space you want to mm-hmm. run behind uh, uh, 1v1 mm-hmm. against defenders. Um, and then um, 
if you want to score a beauty like that, you can't even remember last season, the mm-hmm. goal where he ran, it was it against Burnley. He, he, ran, he took like six players yeah, out. He ran yeah, he ran from side to side. He was gone. Yeah, it was nuts. This guy has always been, you know, uh, uh, he's a talent. He's had it in him. And, I'm, I'm just and you know what I see from him? He used to score bangers like a couple years ago too. Yeah. You and know what then, I see from him though? He's He's got so much positive energy flowing through him. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like after that, that red card he got a long time ago, you know, and he didn't think it was a red. But from then on, he, you know, he kept his head up. You know, he didn't, he's not negative at any aspects. He'll miss. He always, just a very nice guy. If you get to see any of his videos, you know, on and off the field, you can just tell yeah. that he's always flowing through good energy and with mm-hmm. good energy and good positive thinking like that. Of course, you're going to, you know, grab success and, and get into positions where you can better yourself. So good mm-hmm. on son, you know, on and off the pitch. And I, I, I see it clearly happening for him. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, you're right. Positive, has a good mindset. You can tell this guy loves the sport. Mm-hmm. This guy works yeah. hard. His passion um, is, is, is yeah. uncanny to me. Exactly. Even when he goes to play for South Korea, too. Yeah. You can just see it. Yeah. Player of the year. He's just he's such a phenomenal, phenomenal player. And I think um, he's finally getting his uh, rewards with his team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as much as I, as I said, I, as much as I, I, I don't like Jose and I would I would like to see uh, I, I, I would I would like to see I, I don't want him to win the league mm-hmm. um, in a way. I want them to win the league, which is weird because yeah, you feel what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Those players have been so good. Like if you look at what they did with Poch, mm-hmm. um, they were the best team for two seasons, mm-hmm. but they just did not have the winner's mindset to go over the finish line. To go over the finish line yeah. and win the league when they when they should have. Yeah. They let less and that belief that belief for them has has drastically changed now now they're starting to believe yeah we can and all these years you know we put that own kind of spell and pressure on us why why can't we be this great every season so for me if they if they win it i honestly it would be be huge for you know the players that have been working so hard and being shy and not able to get as far as they did before but Mm -hmm. now if they have the chance to take it i say they take it by the horns and they enjoy every single minute of it exactly Exactly. No, I like that. Well, um, so on the other side, Arsenal. Arsenal just uh, look like a joke again. I, I think. I, I, do. <laughs> I think they they I are they are so bad. I've seen some uh, I've seen some memes and some crazy stats that uh, they've had more foul throws than they have goals this season. Yeah. So that's that's, that's for a team to have that stats is incredible. You know, like every every team has banter on them, but. Arsenal's in this type of whirlwind deep pool that they're turning out to be like they're they're getting stuck into something they don't want to get stuck into. What what uh what formation do Arsenal play? I think it's three four Arsenal. three. That's yeah. why. Why do you say that's why? I think Arsenal should be playing a four three three. Ah, hindsight is good to say that they should be playing a 4-3-3. I don't think it's an issue with Arteta's system. As much as I like to make jokes about Arteta and his system, yeah. I don't think it's a problem with his system. I think the problem is with his personnel. So Arteta has a bunch of guys who are um, who will work the grind, mm-hmm. right? And when they work the grind, they do the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. They will run, yeah. they will hustle, they will cover every blade of, gla- blade of grass on the pitch. Mm-hmm. They will fight for each person. Um, you know, that's just the way they are. And and has he instilled that on the team compared mm-hmm. to when Unai was there? I think so. I mm-hmm. think from what yeah, I see, yeah. he has done that. Yeah. But on the other yeah. side, 
Rizzo. The 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 other side I think he struggles with is creativity. Look, we as a as a, as a coach myself, or and as a player that's seen guys, you know, who um. Uh, kind of when, like, in a way, almost like a Pogba sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't hustle. They don't do too much. But then the moment you put the ball on the plate for them, they will, or or, or they put the ball on the plate for you, they'll they, finish the dinner. They'll, they'll either finish the dinner or they set you up in a way that you finish up the dinner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's such yeah. a, there's a unique type of player, um, uh, uh, or unique type of players that sometimes you just want to give them that little bit of freedom and that little bit of spark to do what they need to do on the pitch mm-hmm. because they just are quality. Yeah. And I think he has that in Ozil, but he hasn't found a way mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, get Ozil into the side or it doesn't yeah. look like Ozil will ever get an opportunity to play on that team. Yeah. I think he's... Yeah, which, pretty- is, which is sad. Which is really sad because Ozil at one point was one of the best, most talented midfielders out there. Yes. Like yeah, coming yeah. from Real Madrid, running that. Even I've seen him play quite a bit since because uh, I'm from the La Liga side. But even that, even through Champions League, you could just see the class he has. And even his yeah. first few seasons at Arsenal, he was so yeah. good. Like that one goal he scored, uh, I think it was against Norwich or something. But he, he scored an absolutely banger where he like chips the keeper, beats three guys and then rolls mm-hmm. it in. Yeah, like the old yeah. school, you know, the prime Ozil, the the yeah. most like definitive Ozil. Now I just, yeah, I don't even know what he's doing. He, he he has more eye for the sidelines than he do on his own game. So yeah, I yeah. would really like to see Ozil find his way back. Because like you said, there's, there's got to be some room, and Arsenal need him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I yeah. I think that's the, that's the key. There is the personnel. Ozil is a free mind. Mm-hmm. He's an inventor. You you just yeah. sometimes there's a, they're just players like that. That when you have them on your team, mm-hmm. you just give them the ball and they just do their thing. And I know this world now is all about and I, and I'm one of those people. When I coach, I coach the hell out of players to yeah. like press, stick to your guy, mark, right. you know, make his life miserable, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. uh, um, make sure you come back and you keep the shape. I, I do all that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's some players that I that I've recognized that they just don't quite get that aspect of the game very well. Not but sure. they give you so much in the offensive side of the game that you're like, yeah. you just go, just you know what, go do your thing. He's the only one I'm allowed <laughs> to do this. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, you need to work your socks off for him. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, it, it yeah. Really the team. Yeah, that's, that's Asher. Right? It, well, but yeah. like that. That that should that should fuel both ends of that, you know. If if uh, if I had a bunch of players on my team and say I was that player, you're telling me that you have that great offensive style, yeah. But if my players are working the engine and breaking tackles and winning the ball for me, that energy when I receive the ball for them is is ten times more now. Now I'm attacking mm-hmm. with more tenacity than I was just from like maybe winning the ball in the final third. My team's yeah, doing yeah. their gritty work, their hard work. I should acknowledge that and take that mm-hmm. energy for them and go and you know show them something spectacular, right? Yeah. And and vice yeah. versa. If I'm if I'm going up there hitting 10, 10 15 crossbars a game and maybe I don't get a goal. Maybe the team behind me is supposed to be nice and gritty and find something because that'll mm-hmm. not only make me happy to show that, Hey, they're doing their end, but I'm also being able to do my end. Right. So yeah. Ajit, this is you and Robin, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we, uh, we had a quite a bit of seasons together. I don't know. We feel like, uh, we've been called not like we'd ever be compared to these legends, but the Chevy and Yesta in the sense where, you know, we know where each other are is on the pitch before we have to look there kind of things. You know, you yeah. play well enough with someone for so long, you kind of know where they're going to be, what they're going to do. And, and we push each other, you know, if he, if he breaks a tackle, now it's fueling me. And if I score a goal, now it's fueling him. So yeah, I remember, uh, I remember, I remember, that one, 
I remember that one game we were playing. I think it was uh I think it was one of the first games of the of the season. And uh you you and you and Robbie were playing in the mid. I was watching on the side with DP. And then um the ball came and I guess like I guess Robin lost the ball and Robin Robin messed it. he he looked at you and he was like, Yo, cover for me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I've seen that. He yeah, he tends to do that. I feel like uh his match fitness is probably not the best. I'm not saying mine is a, a lot better than yours, but during the yeah. game I find myself tracking back a little more than I should. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but like like uh you know it's a team game. You got to work for each other. You know, yeah, if I, if I see yeah. someone working for me, bet I'm going to work for them. And if they're not working for me, bet I'm still going to work because it's a team game. And when you step yeah. on that pitch, you leave everything behind and you work, you know, that's it. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. True. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with, uh, you know, Arsenal this season, but I yeah. think there's more to come. I think uh, Arteta needs to just bite the bullet and just say, look, come back. But here are some key non-negotiables I want from you. Yeah. But at least I'm willing to give you just a little bit more. That's my only mm-hmm. thing. You know, give Ozil a little bit more. But, yeah. you know, kind of state your stuff and again. The guy's on 350,000 pounds a week eating the bed. Like, there's no way. Exactly. And and when you go forward to that, you're going to see, like, if, if Arsenal is doing terrible in these next few, few seasons and they're not going to grab points or let alone Champions League spots, Abumayang is going to think, why? Why am I here? I should have just stayed at Dortmund. You know, look, look what Dortmund's side. They have a killer side there. So could you yeah, imagine yeah. if he didn't come to Arsenal? Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Abumayang, this guy hasn't scored uh, an open play goal, I think, since he signed that 350K contract. You yeah, know? I feel like the money, money's been making him do more TikToks than anything else. <laughs> Oh, Obama who? Obama what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he needs to find the net for not only Arsenal, but for himself right now. So Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, I, the player that he was at Dortmund, honestly, oh. as a player, he isn't... I would take him at Barcelona. I, I think any team would take Aubameyang because he's he's fast and, you know, he, he's quick and he has a good finish. Plus, he's a mm. tall, lanky player. And, like, those type of fours are hard to predict, right? Like, we we're talking about mm-hmm. Giroud. He was... He he just does his spot when he needs to. So I feel like yep. Aubameyang's in that sense, but he's a little bit more creative. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, cool. man. What was uh? What, so another thing, this Premier League. What was up with that Jimmy Vardy celebration? Um, oh, he yeah, slide tackled the uh, the corner flag, right? Yeah, somebody yeah. somebody posted on uh, on Twitter and they were like, "Glad to see that Jamie Vardy is not supporting the Rainbow Movement." No, oh yeah, the, the gay and pride. Yeah, that was unfortunate that the corner flag was that at the time. But I don't think he was really going against I think, that. I, think, I feel I like it was just the emotion, a celebration. The emotion. Yeah. Mm. No, I I don't I don't I don't think he he's uh he's that. But that slide was pretty nice. It was a nice uh, slide. And then he just like. <laughs> Just like yeah, the, the picture of it was pretty sweet. You could see like the corner flag break into different areas. It's pretty yeah. cool. I think he got a yellow card. He did. Right. He got a yellow. He got a yellow yeah. for that. The, the, the groundsman's probably punching the air right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's Who like, that was my last corner flag. Yeah. Who, who's punching the air? The the groundsman. The groundskeeper is probably oh, punching yeah. the air. <laughs> did they like, it? my last corner flag. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. They replaced it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they replaced him. Yeah, oh, man, that that was crazy though, because I think uh, Jimmy Vardy's celebrations are actually pretty aggressive. Yeah, he's like he, he doesn't. So just to back, uh, I know this is not part of the segment, but just a quick 
update. Like Jamie Vardy supports Sheffield Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Sheffield Wednesday are rivals to Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. There's I don't know if you guys have seen one of the goals he scored back when uh, last season. And then he went to celebrate in front of the Sheffield United fans, mm-hmm. and they were all giving him like the go suck one, like uh, yeah, and- yeah, yeah, that, I've seen that one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're not touching much on Vardy, but have you guys seen what that guy does before training sessions? He drinks Red Bulls, yeah, before yeah. training sessions and games. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, how is this guy putting that much output with that minimum? You know, and Red Bulls. They give you wings, but, you know, they're not going to be giving you that type of wings. You know what I mean? No, like, no, no. I'll take a sip of a Red Bull and be like, don't give me that again unless it's with vodka. But yeah. for him to do it, for him to do it and just score goals and show how much pace he has is just, I don't like, I feel like he has a, a mini engineering Red Bull company in his heart that's just pumping him. Mm-hmm. He probably does. that guy is nuts, and he's like what 32 33? 33 guys. Uh, and, and he's, and- he, he's so simple, so direct. He, he's not yeah. going to show you moves, he's not going to show you nothing. He, if you give him a chance to put the ball anywhere he wants to, he's just going to go for it. There's no if, ands, and buts. He's not going to run over you again or anything like that. He's so direct and so powerful where he wants to put the net, the ball in the mm-hmm. net. Sorry. You know, know, nine times out of ten. So, yeah, I know. And he's been pretty consistent over the years oh, yeah. too. Yeah, he, oh, yeah. he has one of the best Definitely. stories. Yeah, he has one of the best stories uh, ever. Like he was like in Division Five or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah, and he's working in that mill, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. and then he finally got his break. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't. I, I like a lot about him, but I don't like a lot about him because of, uh, you know, he has, his wife has beef with Colin Rooney. So it's like, yeah, no, but anyway, that's yeah. the whole different <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, mm-hmm. but, uh, but apart from that, he's a fantastic footballer mm-hmm. and, and he has a good story that I think a lot of people who want to get inspired, should, yeah. you know, should look into. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, cool. All right, we'll jump over to La Liga. Liga. You know, we're not covering Italian league today. Uh, sorry for any any Italian fans. Uh, not no big games <laughs> for me. Rob is punching the air right now. <laughs> he's a big UV fan. Oh, yeah, he's huge. He's a huge yeah, no, we're not we're not covering uh, yeah Italy today, but uh, maybe next time we'll cover Italy. But um, we're gonna go over to Barca, man, and the Spanish league. So, um. <laughs> G, tell us what's going on with Barca, man. First of all, oh man, I uh, I don't I don't even know what to tell you. Uh, it breaks my heart to see them play these days, you know, um, with or without Messi, because it's a, it's a hit and a miss. Mm. Um, and and these injuries are not doing well, and I feel like the whole team essence has just fallen to a part where it's just it's not looking like we're going to see a spark anytime soon. Yeah. Um, and Liga is looking like it's out of the question, you know. Uh, if we're going to be jumping from 12th to 7th and, you know, hanging out between those, it just looks bad, not only on the club, but on our chances to even get anywhere to the title. Mm-hmm. How, um, uh, we're only like how many games, eight games into the season or nine games into the season? 10, I think. 10? Yeah, I think 10, yeah. Yeah, we're about uh, 10 games. Yeah, 10 games into the season here. We, we've got four wins in 10 games, which is horrendous mm-hmm. to see any top European club at, you know, so. Um, we're looking very bad downfall here. Um, we've we've lit in 11 goals. We've got 20, but it's, it's still not looking like, you know, the original Barca or a team that any side is scared of right now. Yeah. So what is the, what is the situation there uh, with Ronald Coleman? 
I mean, he just got this team. So wouldn't we say maybe he needs a little bit more time to formulate his ideas and his plan and his vision and his strategy, philosophy, whatever you call it? Right. Um, I, I would give him the benefit of the doubt of that, but I feel like just the way his attitude and in my in my opinion, I I just I don't like him. You know, I feel like his energy and his attitude towards the players is not as good as the previous managers. Or maybe things are not going too well. What can I say? I, I wouldn't be in the dressing room with them, but from what we see, how the players play on the pitch, like because sometimes you know you see Atletico playing for Diego Simeone. You know what I mean? Because they know who he is and how he is. So you can tell, like, the love they have for him. Um, for me, in my opinion, I really don't see that with any of the players besides maybe De Young, And that's because they share the same, uh, you know, nationality. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that, should, um, yeah, yeah, sure. Give him, give him as much time as he needs, but he needs to, he needs to quickly change it around or else uh, I, don't, I don't think he's going to be there much longer. Okay, but wouldn't you say because this this funny this is I I, I draw parallels of what's happening to Barca right now with, to, Man, yeah. with Manchester United. What happened to us when um, Alex Ferguson left, and then we try to we try to hang on to past glories. Mm-hmm. We keep saying, "Oh, we're United, the United way. We're the best team in the Premier League." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. shouldn't it be that at this stage, Barca just says, "Look, you know what." Ronald Koeman it needs his own players and he needs to kind of like clear some players out. You've got guys like Dembele who's a little bit um, injury prone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that again. Mm-hmm. He just he picked got- up one on his hamstring right now, so that's not looking like he's going to be playing uh, tomorrow against Juve, which is a big loss to us. It's a huge loss because wow. in the first like he was showing that he had the most he was more tenacious than Messi and you, you mm-hmm. rarely hear that. And when Messi's off a game, you, you need someone to do that. Right. And now yeah. Fatih mm-hmm. also with the knee surgery and Dembele with the hamstring, we don't really, we don't really like, I'm not saying don't put your hands and trust in Tim Cow or, you know, the young Pedri, but they, mm-hmm. they just don't seem like those type of players that can just, you know, break down Juventus like that. Right. So yeah. I think the guy, the guy that you guys need fit and, and firing is Coutinho. Yeah, and he just picked up that long, uh, small, minor hamstring injury, but he came back. He wasn't looking like the same Coutinho in that game, but uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. When Coutinho's on, you know, I feel like everybody else is playing better. Um, yeah. I feel like Janic needs to have a very, very good game like he did uh, back in Turin when uh, we won 2 nothing. Yeah. Um, Busquets, uh, I feel like I love the guy that does. You know, he's a very simple, good player, great passing, but you got to know when your time is up, you know, and Iniesta knew it yeah. and, you know, don't get me wrong. I would love Iniesta right now at Barca. I'd take him back for sure. Yeah. Um, but you just got to know when it's when it's time for you to see, you know, other people around you to play instead of yourself. And, and Busquets, yeah. I feel like Coleman has that trust in him because, like I said, he controls the game at times. You know, he plays simple. He's relaxed. But sometimes mm-hmm. maybe playing too slow is, is our own downfall. I feel like yeah. we have to be more faster and more direct because everyone has seen us play and they're, and they're doing tactics and they're watching our videos and, you know, they're – Seeing how our play style is, hence what happened to us in uh, in an, uh, in Germany, sorry, uh, against Bayern. And, yeah. uh, you know, when when people you know read you like a book that well, it's time for you to sell, to write a new book. Yeah. If it's not working mm-hmm. the first ten times, it's not going to work the next ten times. You know, so mm-hmm. there's got to be some sort of change. But um, on the positive side, it's good to see Griezmann finally netting the ball, and he did score a golazo a little while ago. Um, yeah, but also, yeah, he's still inconsistent, and I. Um, not a huge fan of Griezmann at Barca. Maybe more long side for French. Uh, sorry mm-hmm. for the France team, but 
yeah, we're in trouble. We, we, we need, uh, we need Jesus. We need, uh, your name are back. You know what I mean? We, we need some help. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I would, I, I think there's a, my own take with the whole Barca situation. I will start off with Roman Coleman and actually I'll mm-hmm. go all the way back to Ernesto Valverde. Um, right. and, and how much that guy got plastered by, uh, you know, Barca <laughs> fans. And, you know, everybody, yeah, like, that's- oh, you know, and the reason why I'm saying this because is of his failures in the it's not yes, the it's not just that because I think everybody kind of like put him oh it's the failures squarely on his shoulders when there's a lot that was going on in the back end that mm-hmm. we were not seeing right. and were causing right. those issues. Now I will go back to one once again, this is a parallel to United. The guy that I one of the one of the managers that I hate the most, Jose Mourinho, mm-hmm. uh, coaching my team. But Mourinho was warning us about a bunch of stuff, and yes, he he got a lot of things right, but he also did a lot of things wrong. But mm-hmm. he warned us a lot about all these things that are happening now mm-hmm. are happening a couple of years after the fact when Mourinho was trying to say, "Hey guys, I'm giving you guys a heads up." This isn't right about your team right now. Mm-hmm. It's not right about the club right now. There's a lot of issues right now that needs to be fixed. And the back-end room is not giving me enough support mm-hmm. to help me fix those issues. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And I go back with Ernesto. Ernesto kind of was around the same thing. It was like, hey, I've got a lot of stuff. But I'm going to try to do my best to help you guys out. But there's a lot of things that are happening that is, you know, not in my control. Mm-hmm. And then finally, when they, left, when they sacked him, Ernesto had a smile on his face. Like when we saw him leaving, I saw yeah. some of the pictures and he had a smile on his face. And I was like, this is not good. This guy <laughs> is smiling. And, you know, usually he's like, oh my God, I just lost my job. Yeah. One of the best, biggest jobs in the world. Mm-hmm. Barcelona yeah. as a coach. How would I ever recover from this? Mm-hmm. And right. you see the guy smiling because I think he knew at that point they would not get better than yeah. this or it would yeah. take them yeah. long, yeah. you know? So, it was just like a, it was a time bomb in that sense, you know, like when he knew at that time that when he was ejected, that it was the best for him to leave because yeah, he yeah. wouldn't want to be in a situation uh, that Coleman's in right now. And even Coleman is saying, you know, Messi's not at his best. He He's only yeah. had two open play goals. Right. And, and, and for Messi, you know, it's whatever you can say, whatever you want about the goat, but uh, he, he'll show his magic when he needs to, but the, it, it's coming down to the team's success and the team's defense, because yeah. right now we're looking like anybody can score goals, right? Anybody exactly. can just walk in and put the ball in their net and now our heads are down. And that's what it's looking like. And for a Barca team like that, it's, it's very, very sad to see because when you concede goals on the other end, now, now teams are parking the bus. Now teams are behind because they know they're ahead. What's the point? And they're just going to counter you, right? So exactly. we've got a lot of work on and, and I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And I think, in, in my opinion, I think Coleman probably needs the time. But then the other, the other side of it too, when I look at it too, is why I think Coleman um, – I watched Coleman's team with Southampton when he took after Pochettino and trying to live off the shadow of Pochettino. I don't think he did that great of a job with Southampton. It was okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. Coleman's a very bullish character. He has such a massive character. Um, And then, and then after that, after, um, after he was done with uh, Southampton, he goes over to Everton and then he gets sacked with Everton and then he goes over to Netherlands, and I just found like this is such a weird time for Coleman to be making all these moves. moves. I think know? he should have stayed with Netherlands. He should have stayed with Netherlands. Like they have a Euro thing, and and he's not also he doesn't stri- he doesn't strike me as um, such a uh, 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 
what do I call a it? Good move. A fi- a, a, no, not not a fantastic coach. He's always been like an okay coach. But with Netherlands, okay yeah. Really well, well, because yeah, because Netherlands have re- reached their peak. Yeah, they're, they're, most of those players are in their prime yeah, now. Yeah, you know, so they they finally are coming together. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like eh, this is not. Uh, Coleman is not that good of a coach. Mm-hmm. He's on, he's a good coach, but he, when he was he, in the Prem, he was what fifth, right? He, with Southampton, yeah, with Southampton. But in, he got in my opinion, Everton. I sorry, feel I, I feel sorry to interrupt you guys. I feel like on that Coleman uh, comment there, I feel like he's just not the right piece of the puzzle we need at this time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and the longer we wait, maybe it's not good. But I don't I, I don't want fans for Barcelona or even anybody thinking about Barcelona saying, okay, it's it's the manager's fault that what is happening yeah. to their success. It's definitely the players, but you need the players that are looking up to a manager that's there. Like if say we brought Pep back. You know, it's it's a different relationship now. Maybe Messi yeah, feels yeah. a little bit more distressed because all the shit that he's gone through for the last, you know, year or so with Barcelona and, you know, Bartomeu and all that and eject this yeah. and leave this and wanting to leave, that's put negative stress on him and that's leaching out to the players on the team. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's it's impacting their play on the field, you know? They're all looking like, oh, is Messi going to go, blah, blah, blah. Now I feel like this or that or whatever. And they're, they're not showing their best that they can be. Like when De Jong was at Ajax, we wanted him so bad. And now he's here. And yeah. in my opinion, he he's also like a wavelength, you know? He's good, he's bad, he's good, he's bad. So yeah. there's a lot of inconsistency and a lot of blame to throw around at Barcelona. And I feel once... Once we figure that out and once we're getting better with that, then Barca will be better. But until then, we're just going to be, you know, a hit and miss. One of those type of type of things where, you you know, the consistency is starting to lack. And then and, and we're not being as good as we used to be. Yeah. Um, isn't, isn't De Jong being put as a center back right now? You know what? At games, I've seen him at center back and I... Honestly, I have no slightest worry. He has the pace. He has the speed. Maybe he doesn't play center back, but... Over Gerard PK, like his positioning might not be the best, but I feel like his work rate is is definitely higher than most players on the team. I am I am shocked at that. Yes. Gerard, Gerard PK, I'm still shocked that you guys still have Gerard PK yeah. in your books, right? Oh like, my god, yeah. I mean, the guy is <laughs> that that game. Uh, I think he had a, a really bad touch. Um, can't remember what match it was, but it, it led to the Mark Andre Terstergen mess up and and he for me is one of the best goalies but as of late he's just so shocking he made two bad mistakes against uh Caddies on the weekend and we lost 2-1 right so yeah that's crazy that is absolutely one crazy. problem is leading to another and it's starting to just be like a flow of fire and right now we need we need anybody to come in and put that fire out and get us get us rolling again because it's it's kind of looking really disappointing to wanting to have your team, you know, all over the internet with memes and just seeing how <laughs> terrible they're doing because they're one of the top European teams out there. Let's be honest. Like they modernized mm-hmm. football. When Pep was there, Tiki Taka was, was born by them and, and teams feared us at one point, mm-hmm. Byron wouldn't even want to look our way, you know? Yeah. And uh, right now it's just looking like we, like I said, we need Jesus, my friend. We, we do we need him. <laughs> what, what, is, what is happening to Umtiti? Yeah, and Umtiti, like, poor guy. I I like Umtiti. I, a lot of people don't, you know. And and he's he's a big body. He, he you know he he throws everything he can into the game, but he's also going to get injured and also get left on the sidelines. And and like he's looking like an Ozil, 
you know, he's not getting any much playing time or anything like that. And, you know, they're not believing in them like they should. Cause uh, uh-huh. again, we had injuries and look who we brought in. We brought Araujo in. Right. And then we yeah. brought the other guy as well. So for us to look in the opposite direction of Umtiti is, is saddening because he's been there since, you know, the beginning when he got there and he's been there with us since then. So I feel like he should have a chance, have an opportunity. Is it just, is it just Ronald Koeman that's just decided not to pick him? I, I feel like it might be like that. Maybe he just doesn't think like he's in his plans, like uh, Ricky Pooch, which was also another another big yeah, mistake such, in my that opinion. Was such a stupid bad. That was a bad bad mistake. Yeah, because uh, I was uh, I was reading something. De Jong was saying he was saying that you know Richie uh, Ricky Pooch he uh, he ha- he doesn't stress like most players. He he has look at the age he is. And look mm-hmm. at the way he plays. He plays simple. Mm-hmm. He's like, he reminds me of a, of a young Iniesta in the sense of he gives the ball right away. You know, he yeah. sees the better play and his urgency is there. You know, he's not as nervous as you think he would be at that age to play mm-hmm. alongside Messi, to play against teams, you know, or even get mentioned to get to play against big teams in the league. You know what I mean? So yeah. for me to see him not in the plans is, is another strike because I feel like he brings that good energy to get other people going. And sometimes you need a better piece of the puzzle to fit in, to get, you know, the rest of the pieces to look better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Well, thanks man for the update. That's crazy. I did not know how deep the the rot has seeded into, uh, you know, Barca, but um, it's so it's so sad. It's so sad to kind of look at these old giants and see what's going on. I think though, I mean, this may be a little bit premature. Um, somehow Barca gets form and you find yourself back into like the top three and top two again in the uh, La Liga. But it's it's weird uh, hearing Barca struggle. Um, and Barca's been so uh, there's been at the top of the game for so long that everybody has tried to mimic what they've done. In fact, the, as you talk about, you know, Tiki Taka reborn on the mm-hmm. pep, um, you can see everybody were trying to implement that style, control the ball, play from the back, you know, uh, yeah. uh, one passing, high pressing, like all of that stuff, you know, they, I mean, it's not like other pe- other teams were not doing that before, but the way Barca brought it down to a science was amazing. And hearing all this stuff happen to that team is just, I mean, I don't, really feel bad overall but it's just kind of like it's sad to see because you know the same thing has happened is happening uh uh to uh united and we're going through that we're kind of at a different stage of that right now but the difference is i mean what on the difference but the the key similarities that i find with all this stuff is the board Mm -hmm. the board the board the board i agree i agree 100 percent yeah Anywho, and then there's uh there's there's what presidential elections coming up in like this is it next year or this year? Uh, it will be for the uh, beginning of next year, I believe. Yeah. Beginning yeah. of next year. Who do you think? Yeah, because win? I guess right now they're trying to put it all together, but you know, with all this COVID and stuff, uh, I don't see it happening anytime soon. And and mm. I feel like they should wait because it could make a an, an impact on uh, the players, right? And like, uh, I don't know if you guys recall, but when we when we met Real Madrid a little while ago back uh, for the El Clasico, they were chanting um, political terms on the pitch or in the stadium at the time. Right. The first time they met. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was just it was throwing players off. It was getting into players minds. And I'm not saying that's an excuse. It's just politics and football. They are intact. But when it comes down to those 90 minutes, they don't they need to be separated. 
Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Because it's just ruining the players. It's ruining the game. It's ruining the outcome. It's ruining basically people all over the world viewing, thinking, you know, yeah. okay, this is going to be an amazing game. And then maybe it's one lopsided, maybe it's not. But let the players play. Let them enjoy because, you know, the talent that we see now, we, we might not see for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Wow. And then tomorrow's match is, you know, is UV at home. And, and right now we're not looking too good at home to be honest, and, and where we might be in big trouble. And, and of course, Ronaldo is here. He missed the first uh, COVID, right, uh, yeah. match against us. So, and, and you can't take anything from Ronaldo. He has been one of the best players in the world. And, and for Champions League, he honestly is the best player. There's no better player in UEFA Champions League than Cristiano himself. Yeah. So for him not to score any goals tomorrow would be outstanding for us um, if we're able to lock him down. But we will have to worry more about, uh, I feel like we have to worry more about uh, Morata than anything else because he's been looking yeah. so deadly on all cylinders. And with three offside goals, I could imagine what would have happened if they were onside. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. No, no, it's, yeah, it's good that you, you actually brought up that game uh, tomorrow. Um, it's kind of, uh, you know, the battle, battle between two legendary clubs here. But the key thing, though, is most of these, these clubs, Juve is not doing actually that great, too. No, well. no, no. Juve yeah, Juve is also not doing as well as, as they should be. Yeah. But the, dif- the difference with Juve is you see them with um, Andrea Pirlo. He's going to get they're, fired. So. <laughs> they're newer, he's a newer coach, um, and they're trying to figure out how they can move on with life without Cristiano. But the problem is anytime Cristiano is not playing, they don't look like a, they don't look like a winning team. They yeah. just look right. like an ordinary team. So yeah. it, it's, it's, it's funny to look at those situations and then look at Messi struggling in Barca, mm-hmm. but then look at, you know, Ronaldo when he plays with uh, uh, Juventus, uh, uh, they just, they they look they look like a a, a, win, a winning group. Yeah. Now, when you look at Barca, I would say one thing though: Barca is very good with the occasion. Yes. You know, maybe except for the mm-hmm. classical this time, but over like overall throughout the Champions League and the game that they had against um, uh, Juve, you like okay, this is kind of the battle between the two transfers. You see Pjanic that went over to Barca, and you see Arthur that went over to Juve, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and Pjanic just bossed the midfield. Yeah. Right. Oh, so, he did. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there's so many things in play in this match. Morata's form, Messi against Ronaldo, Messi against Dybala as the two Argentinians. Um, That's if Dybala is playing. Dybala's yeah, and, playing. and more on Dybala, like you were saying, if uh, how you mentioned about Cristiano Ronaldo being in the squad and what it does to the team, if they're looking to keep him, they might looking like they're going to have to sacrifice Dybala somewhere. And yeah. PSG would love to take him. Honestly, I wouldn't mind him at Barca either. Chelsea's going for him too. Yeah, I think a bunch of, a bunch of teams are going from. I feel like Dybala is also in that case where he's not really found himself anymore. He's looking to find his best himself, you know, like he's he's been struggling. Like he still has good games, but yeah. I feel like, you know, they need to maybe give him a little bit more. And if not, then give him a new start somewhere. Maybe he can, yeah. you know, help himself somewhere else. It's it's crazy because because Dybala was, uh, was voted, who was actually Juventus' best player of the year last year. Right, and, and so, you know what, Dybala at one point was so, so good. Like he would just yeah. everything he touched was gold, whether it be a yeah. pass or a free kick. Like I've seen him score some bangers, and he was the one that you know led us to defeat back in 2017-18 Champions League, where they came yeah. and they beat us three nothing at home. So yeah. I feel like 
when he's not at his best or maybe uh, I feel like maybe Marata is learning more from Cristiano than Dybala is. So yeah. you need, we'll see you where need, that goes. In the, in the Juve team, in order to win the games, you need Dybala and Ronaldo being on point. But now with Morata coming into the fold, now you need the three of them to be on point. But another thing too is when Dybala doesn't play, they have no creativity in that team. Well, uh, I mean, to an extent, but the only I, I, I don't think it's that. I think they, I think it's just the way Pirlo sets them up. I think he's still learning, which is weird. <laughs> These guys relying on uh, past legends to kind of bring their fortunes back. Yeah. Um, which I don't, I don't personally really agree with. If you're good, you're good. If you're not good, get out of the team, mm-hmm. get out of the club, uh, or and we'll find somebody else who actually can do the job and do it very well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, what, the thing with Dybala, I think Dybala has struggled in the shadow. He's not. It's not that he struggled in the shadow. I think he was successful very under very good managers like Allegri, yeah. who brought the best out of him. But then Allegri wanted to sell him too because they wanted to bring in uh, Ronaldo. Yes, but that was. I don't think it was Allegri that wanted to sell. I think that was just Juventus. Juventus wants their. They want to be a marketable team. Yeah. It, look, look at it. They've dominated Italy for how many years now? Yeah. Right. So they want to be a market marketable team to other other uh, uh, like you know the North American yeah, markets, yeah. the Chinese markets. Yeah. When you're looking at um, uh, Manchester United, that hasn't won anything mm-hmm. of note except for Europa League yeah. for so uh, uh, for so long, yeah. and they're still dominating these markets. Liverpool still dominating these markets. Barca are dominating these markets. Mm-hmm. Real. So. Juve are kind of like, well, we've dominated Italy. We just need to get our brand. And the only way we can really get our brand out there is by putting on that crest saying, we've just won another Champions League. Yeah, And yeah. especially in this modern day, yeah. you know, I call kids, man. Kids, when you talk about Ronaldo, they, you know, they, 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 you know, Champions League, Real Champions League, Barca. The teams the kids support these days are was doing good. Exactly. Liverpool, that everybody kind of like, they were they were on the wayside and club just brought them back. Mm-hmm. Now everybody knows Liverpool. I hear kids now, oh yeah, Liverpool is my team. Before yeah. they were never talking about Liverpool. But <laughs> this is what Juve yeah. want. Juve, Juventus want they want the Champions League. They want the Champions they, League they, to their brand. Yeah. The same thing. Yeah, not Juve. only not only like you said, do they want it, they need it. When is the last they time they've it. like making finals is one thing, but winning it is another. And if they haven't yeah. won for plus twenty five years, now they brought mm-hmm. in the best player they can possibly bring in ever. Yeah. I can even say that because look at his numbers then this is their last chance, you know, and, and Ronaldo's not getting yeah. any younger. And if it's, if it's reliability that they're leaning on, he's going to come clutch, but you know, they're going to have to do the rest. And, and if they do do it good on them, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't want them to win just so you guys know, <laughs> but uh, at, at, at the end of the day, yeah, I without 25 years of champions league, this is something you really, really need. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. I honestly, I wouldn't mind Juve winning it because Juve is also one of my teams. <laughs> one of but, uh, uh, I, 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 you guys, you guys know, like Dybala is like my second favorite player. So, like, um, yeah, the, it was. Not... I mean, the last fixture against uh, Real, uh, sorry, uh, Juve Barca in the Champions League. You just see Dybala's mesmerizing look when he sees Messi. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the game or not, but he was just had the biggest smile on his face to see Messi. Yeah, his, so uh, country like, man. That's his yeah. man's right. So, yeah. you know. And like they, they were saying as well, like Dybala was supposed to be the guy to take the throne from Messi, 
when Messi leaves in Argentina. So it's also, it, it, he, he learns a lot. I think over the years, Dybala has learned a lot from Messi, like how he plays. Yeah. In a mm-hmm. way, that's why it was kind of similar. And then they were like, they were calling him La Hoya, which means the jewel, right? The jewel to take the crown, right? Yeah. And, right. Um, and then like now all of this stuff is now popping off in Juve. And then it's like, I think what unsettles Dybala is the fact that every time he probably looks in the media, they're trying to sell me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> right. And, and, and that's a huge thing because for a player, you think, oh man, I, I'm doing so good for this club. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, my, my technical director didn't even come to tell me that I'm going to be sold or that they're planning on selling me. But the thing is like, now I go on the media and then it's like, Dybala being offered to this, <laughs> being offered to yeah. that. And then no, and, and I, I, honest, I honestly think that's what unsettles him. Because if you look pre- uh, previously over the years, when Dybala would be playing, he was magnificent. But then all of a sudden something started to happen and it was like, this guy is coming into the club. Ronaldo is coming into the club. Dybala might get sold. And then all of a sudden, Dybala starts to dip. Yeah. I, as much as he is, how old is he, like the 26, 27 now? As much as he's like, he's that old, he still has like mental He still has legs and youth, yeah. yeah. You, know? you know, the thing about that is too, is like, like you said, he thinks he's home, but he's just yeah. staying there. He's not living there like he used to, you know? He's, he's exactly. not... He's not where he is, and he he's struggling, and and you know the media is is jinxing everything on that, and they're you know yeah. applauding him and labeling him as this and that, and and yeah. think about it as a star, and you read that, you know you take positive and negative away from it, but whatever said has been said. Exactly. For me, I feel like Dybala needs needs an opportunity, or he needs a new start. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so too. Um, okay, because because another thing too was like. When he was playing with Allegri, and Allegri brought out, brought out a lot in him, but Dybala's work rate was also what got him there. But then Allegri just stopped. He, when all those rumors were going on, Allegri stopped playing, right? Yeah. So then, so yeah. then his mind is like, okay, if the rumors are going on and you're still playing me, then maybe that's rumors and everything is all good. But then when you just stop playing me for various, it wasn't even like one, it wasn't like one, two, three games. He stopped playing for like four games. Everybody's like, even sorry left them too. You know? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Didn't want him either. Yeah. But not which anymore. is crazy because Sari loves his number 10s. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He just was not the type of player Sari wanted. But anyway, just for the sake of time, um, what is going to be the score? Uh, I got a, I got a question for you guys. Um, if, uh, well, first of all, I don't think they should be resting Messi because I'm reading some sources here where they're going to say Messi might not even play. So oh. in my opinion, I think that's really dumb. We're already hurting. We need all the help we can get. And why would you put the best player on the side? Um, yeah. If they do play him, which I feel like they should. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, we're not looking too great not right now. Um, I'm not going to go against my team. I never do. So I'm going to yeah. say uh, Barcelona – 2-1, but uh, in actual reality, Juve might come in our home and steal it, uh, maybe 2-1. I think I think Juve is going to win 3-1. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a tie. I'll say about 1-1. Uh, 1-1, one, one. One, 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 my brother. I'm looking for some goals tomorrow. You know how much <laughs> I got to get some golasos in, man. 1-1. One, yeah, one. Yeah, That's man, stress. Got, That's, I already got enough white hair, okay? That's too much stress. <laughs> 
Yeah, you got you got the Juve against Barca. That's a that's a big fixture. Yeah, I, I yeah, would say I would say it's a tie. But you guys already won the league. I think uh, Kuman would just play safe, keep it easy. Yeah, so cool. yeah, he's uh, he's yeah. looking to replace a bunch of players in the lineup. So yeah. I mean, I I don't want him to think like it's okay. And you know, Juventus have nothing to lose. Like Pirlo said, we we're not gonna go there. Like you know, it's a friendly dinner. We're gonna go there and take things over because they want to set an example and they want to say something about what type of team they are yeah. um but in my opinion i don't want us to get rolled on because if you're a coach and you think okay you know you're on the uh, top of the group you know you're not stressed out your last champions league matches were amazing but this is a totally different this is another juve side coming in plus now they have their you know they got their war machine ronaldo there so it's not going to be mm-hmm. easy you know mm-hmm. it's going to be a very tough 90 plus minutes but uh, I just don't want them to, you know, get ahead of themselves and say, okay, just because we're here, let's just play whoever we want. Because in my opinion, I don't want to see another A2. So, yeah. or even like a five, six, nothing, because I, yeah. what can you say? You can't even wake up in the morning and, you know, have breakfast at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's real personal when our teams lose. Yeah, and, yeah, and, 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 and bet my my phone would be popping off, you know. And then the things that I want to read that more <laughs> that day is not going to be good. So, um, yeah, you're gonna, you're so gonna Robin, you're gonna have Robin uh, coming yeah. to your throat. I want everyone to take at least five minutes out of their day and pray with Jesus or without Jesus, whoever you pray for. Pray for Barcelona because we need it, and we we will be needing it. <laughs> yeah. cool. Well. That was mostly that. The only other piece that we wanted to cover real quick, um, where we're just going to give a quick 30-second segment just because I don't want to talk too much about United, but I'm just going to keep it simple, um, especially with what's going on. We're going to be playing Leipzig this week, uh, this week um, oh, yeah. tomorrow. So yeah. just to keep it quick. That is a do-or-die. Do-or-die game. <laughs> I think I'm going to just call out straight up what I think the score is going to be. Um, I think the score is going to be, uh, you know, 2-2 two, two tie. United uh, tie with Leipzig and United to go through, I think, anyway. Um, I think that Leipzig at home are a very dangerous team, and I think that they have all the cards in their favor. Um, the only thing, though, is they don't have Upe Meccano. Yeah. Um, we yeah. don't have Fred. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big loss for them. We don't have Fred, mm-hmm. but I think that we may see a higher score in affair because Nagelsmann is pumping those boys to come after this team, mm-hmm. and United has a bunch of injuries, and you don't also expect what to get from Ole's team. Yeah. You just don't know. We could win the game five nothing. We can lose the game five nothing. Mm-hmm. We could tie the game five five. Like that's how crazy this team is. Leipzig is third so. place, right? The third place, yeah. yeah, the third. Yeah. So this this is crazy because like this group of death has actually lived up yeah. to his expectations, and like yeah. now it's like it's it's pretty much do or die for every team. Yeah. If PSG don't win and you guys tie, and then because right now PSG is is second place. Yeah. If you guys win, then you guys go up top. Leipzig yeah. is eliminated. You yeah. know, Nagelsmann yeah. doesn't want that. No. If, uh, well, yeah, tomorrow's match is keen because, like you said, they're all on nine points right now, and it would go to head-to-head, right, at yeah. the end of the day. So if, if so United, cool. you know, suffer a loss here, now now we're looking scary because it all come down to the next match day. Exactly. And if PSG advances and then less big uh, advances as well with, the, you know, whatever win they get in their next fixture, then, you know, it's trouble. No, 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 no. This, this, this is the last it. one. This, this is the last fixture. Oh, yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, sorry. This is the last one. My fault. I was looking <laughs> yeah, at something yeah, else here. Yeah. Game six, game six of the... Of well, you guys know, you're out with uh, Cavani and uh, no Martial as well. 
Yeah, yep, they're both injured. Hamstring. Yeah, two injuries. So that that and I feel like Martial is one of the energetic players, even though he missed that really big big chance his last game. So. Marcel has been woefully out of form, though, and I yeah. think that um, so honestly, I think he should be benched. But Ole is trying to play him into form. I think Ole doesn't have that luxury to yeah. play players into form. I think he needs to just it's risky. Just say, look, you know, you're you're out of form. I've got other players that maybe can do a job. Yeah, maybe not score goals, but at least can you know, do something at least defensively for me. Yeah. Um, Marcel doesn't do a lot defensively for his team. Yeah. Um, so he runs the risk of playing a player who's out of form, who can't score goals, and defensively doesn't do the job for him. You know, so I don't know. I think uh, uh, in a way this gives him an easy way out. But the problem, I think, is not really any of these guys. It's Pogba. Yeah. In Pogba's news today, I think really disrupts, the team. Yeah, disrupts the team and unsettles them yeah. for the game. Um, as well, um, what would you guys play? Who, like, you guys have no Cavani, no Martial. That's two strikers. Who would you play in that position? Uh, we've got Rashford and we've got um, Greenwood. Okay, so now yeah. how, how are you going to run it, though? How would you run diamond. it in a formation from? Diamond. A the, diamond the, the diamond formation, I've always said, is the best formation United has. But wouldn't that leave you guys open on the right wing? You just need to coach your team properly. I'm pretty sure Ole has worked on these schemes before. If not, why are they paying you $5 million a year or $3 million a year, whatever they're paying them, right? So yeah, the right. diamond, in my opinion, is the best formation United. Like, look, for me, with width... Um, United don't recognize our fullbacks. I've explained it. In fact, Tifo Football, which is hilarious, yeah. made a video this just yesterday about this. And I've made a vi- I've made you see my videos that I've talked about United not playing with. I've even shown you yeah, yeah. how they ignored the fullbacks. The fullbacks come up and they don't pass them the ball. Mm-hmm. So there's no point. If you're not gonna play with with anyway, then don't try to disguise with because the teams realize, like, these guys are not using their fullbacks. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to tuck in, and when you want to use your fullbacks, I'll rotate my guy to go press him. Mm-hmm. That's it. So um, the diamond is the formation United need to play. That's all. But who would you put in those positions? Um, I'll put uh, me, McTominay, Matic, Van der Beek, and Bruno. Bruno as the top, as the, you know, C-A-M. Yeah, as the cam, yeah. Um, on the left side, you have... Rashford? Um, no, no, left center mid. You oh, have... Okay. Uh, what they call him? Um, uh, oh geez, uh, Van de Beek. Van de Beek. On the right side, you have uh, McTominay. On the center, you on the base, you have um, Matic. And then in your striking position, you've got Greenwood and Rashford. Done. You figured it out. The defense, you can put anybody you want. I don't mm-hmm. care. <laughs> Juan Bissaka must play. That's the that's the thing. And I think uh, what they call him, Mbappe uh, is going to be flying. No, Mbappe is not playing. Oh no, it's not PSG. Yeah. It's uh, Leipzig. Yeah. So they got, they got some fast people. Christopher and Kunku. Yeah, they got some players. But anyway, I think your tie is, is going to be a tie. What do you guys think is going to be the score? I think Maggie's going to win it too. It's a tough one. Uh, I, I agree with the tie. The time seems reasonable. Yeah. A, tie, a tie could see Leipzig go through? No. They'll draw. No. They, they'll Leipzig draw. will be playing for the throw. That's yeah. what they're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And as they're playing for the throw, United will have space in behind. But mm-hmm. I think United's defense is always very shaky mm-hmm. that Leipzig are just going to find opportunities and still score goals. They, yeah. they have better qualities than some of the teams that United have played against, mm-hmm. and they will finish their dinner. That's yeah. just the difference. I mean, if United don't tie this game, we're out because PSG is going to beat Basak Shahir, you know? So mm-hmm. 
Um, but anyway, I was uh, I was I was seeing the game against Bayern and uh, Leipzig over the weekend, and yeah. they were like, "Man, yeah, it was a crazy game." Yeah, free. but they were also like defensively inept too. But <laughs> yeah, so, so it's gonna it's gonna be a fun game to watch. I think I think I might tune in for that one. But Chelsea's playing too, so yeah, Chelsea already qualified. Yeah, but anywho, that is mostly that though. I don't want to keep us any long. We're pushing it quite a bit now, but mm-hmm. um, you know, really want to say thanks for joining us, Ajit. This was kind of a this was a really good special episode, and really appreciate you joining us on this uh, uh, podcast. Uh, thanks, bro. 